A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. G'day, guys. Welcome to the SC Playbook subscriber special question and answer podcast. Available for all SC Playbook listeners to tune into. However, we will be taking our questions from the subscribers only. So, uh, also on this podcast, each and every week, I'll be dropping my updated trade plans, skippers, sit v starts, all the good stuff there. Any late mail that's come in that we can talk about as well later on in the week. Uh, what a week for trades! It's it's one of the more difficult ones that I can remember. I might be saying that more so because I'm still reeling, trying to get in Nico Hines. I'll be using a trade boost this week. There are lots. Everyone's trying to free up cash for for trades one way or another. There are a lot of potential cheapies to go for, all of which have enormous question marks around them. I'm pretty confident this time next week there's going to be two or three standouts that we go, yep, great cheapie prospects. But this week, a lot of them are based around injuries, different sort of things, changing sides, and we have a very small sample size on, on them going well. You know, it might be a guy like Jacob Host, a guy like Phoenix Crossland. So anyway, we'll, we'll have a chat about it now as we go through the questions. And we'll start with a question from Matty O. Asks, I want to make up ground overall and win my head-to-head cash comp. Is it worth using a third boost to go turbo to trail as a one-week play? Could bring Turbo back for Walsh next week if Turbo looks 100%. Really like Trell's matchup this week, full of confidence. Maddie, look, I don't mind it, but the fact that you've sort of said in, in the same in the same question that you could bring Turbo back for Walsh next week concerns me a little bit. It, it just seems like a one-week play in terms of trading out Tommy Turbo, especially with Origin coming up. You know, Sure, you want to be winning head to heads. Maybe you've started a little bit slow in it. Well, you said you want to make up, want to make up ground overall and win your head to head cash comp. So, Turbo will have Origin looming. I, I think if it's a trade you're making, you, you've nearly got to commit to it. So, I don't know. Do you just bank the extra cash and go Walsh to, to trail this week? If you if you're that keen on trail, which it seems like you are, mate, back your gut for sure. I, I've considered the same thing, but. There's just the problem is there's uncertainty around Turbo. There's word out that it's a hit pointer injury rather than the back spasms they mentioned last week. So, what sort of impact is that going to have on him? As you sort of alluded to, time will tell. Um, I just I think I'd be committing one way or another. Trade one of them to to trail if you're that confident and and go for that. Next question from Justin it says need two in order to get Hines. Eisenhuth, Dunstar, Host. If I get Host, Hopgood has to go and AKP stays. It's obviously Khan Pereira. Mate, it's it's so difficult. And I'll give my thoughts on all these plays as they pop up. Tommy Eisenhuth, I mean, he's been good in the last two weeks. 
in quite limited minutes. Really good base, 279k break even of two. 35 minutes against the Bunnies two weeks back, 29 against the Roosters. Like, dual seated up second row is key. I was a little bit keen on him, but I was just looking back his points per minute in recent years. He's 1.34 this year, outstanding in two games, but obviously very small sample size. Prior to that, 0.86, 0 0.86, 0 0.89, 0 0.77. So I'm just not sure that barring injuries, he's going to get the minutes. The big one is is, is obviously if Eli Katoa uh, or Trent Loyero go down, he could get a starting edge role and he could be fantastic if you want to be patient and wait for that. But you know, big Nelson Soft Solomon is set to come back into this side at some stage. Uh, there's a couple others that, that are lingering around that could be back from injury soon. So I'm just not too sure on it. Uh, I know Beliak loves him, but I just don't know if the minutes are, are even there to go around for him at this stage. Jacob Host is an interesting one. Again, like Totola's out, but Totola's out for, I think, multiple weeks. Host neg 13 break even, you know, likely to probably play, maybe play 80 this week or, you know, even 65, 70 plus. Got the 86 in his rolling average. He's just... Very try-reliant, attack-reliant uh, for a big-minute back rower. There's no guarantee the minutes will be maintained. You know, because they're light on middles at the moment, they've got Jairo playing as a middle, which has obviously opened up the spot for host on the edge. Uh, you know, does, does Arrow spend some time on the edge? Potentially, I'm not sure, because Kaloa Matungi is an 80-minute man. Speaking of PPMs, like the last few years, host, 0.54, 0.62, pretty ordinary stuff. 0.99 this year, but even last week in his 86, he had a try, a line break, I believe he had a try assist, so put it this way, negative 13 break, he'll make money, he could be the pick of them this week, but again at 337k, he's slightly more slightly more of an awkward option there. Last time was Hayes Dunster, jeez, I wish he killed it last week, at that near bottom dollar, on the wing for the Eels, who have a great draw, great origin coverage. But he came out and scored seven. They only just beat the Tigers. I would love to go down to him to free up cash. Look, maybe he's the option if you're if you're very if you're okay with the idea of having enough. If he if he does get dropped because they've got between Wonga Blake, Bailey Simonson, Zach Sini, they there are so many options there. So I just I, I don't think I'll go early on him. But uh, so I know I'm not helping you there, mate. But I don't have any definitive answer around these cheapies this week. I only have thoughts around uh, a lot of them there. Next question from Lee. Last reserve, Preston or Ford? It's Jacob Preston for me. Uh, Jackson Ford's fantastic. They're both good options. I just love Preston's attacking upside. He's a great try scorer. Gets a decent amount of attacking stats. Big workhorse. Ford going great. Scored a lovely try run, a great line last week. I just think he's probably more in the, the worker mould. I do see a higher likelihood of Preston scoring tries. Question from Finau. Out of Olakowatu and Kion Kalamatangi, who would you say is more likely to play Origin? Want to get one of the two in? Mate, that's a great question, and I, I don't know the answer. My thoughts, it's hard because I, I would lean towards Olakowatu because I think he's just such a gun player. He's so destructive. But Keon was in and around that squad last season, I believe. Uh, might have been 19th or 20th man. So obviously Freddie likes him. So on that, maybe Keon's ahead. But I, I can't, yeah, certainly can't give a definitive answer on that one. Sorry, mate. Question from Lockie. Priority sell this week out of Warbrick and Alamotti. Wonderful question. One we're all probably struggling with at the moment, I think. And look, 
break evens are around about 50 to 60 each, I think 48 and 64 or something. So not a massive difference there. Melbourne have the, the better of the two draws the next two weeks. The Doggies have the Eels and Sharks, so they're quite tough matchups. The big thing is Warwick has the bye in round nine. So, look, if you need to play either of these two in your 17 the next couple of weeks, maybe Warbrick is, is the safer move, has the Warriors at Amy Park for the Anzac Day Clash next week. But I know I know, certainly my side has a, a few storm plays in there. The round nine bye is looming, so I'm looking to move on certainly Warbrick before then. Mate, there's really not much in it. Do you need the extra 30-odd K uh, for Warbrick to sell him first? Uh, I'm doing a lot of fence sitting to say sorry, guys. Apologies for that, but I, I really there are just so many tight calls. I uh, I would outside of the eleven last week. I think the four weeks prior, Alamotti was pretty good. He has really big base. I think the doggies look okay. We can put a line through last week on the five day turnaround against the bunnies. I'd probably lean towards selling Warbrick first uh, out of that pairing. Paul, I'm a little worried about my trades. Use two boosts and only save one trade in week two. Do you have a quick rule of thumb of uh, of when we should be where we should be at certain points of the season? My rule of thumb is essentially just don't force trades uh, around certain numbers at this point, mate. I don't know how your sides looked. You might have needed to make those trades, and, and your team might be set up really well. In which case, burning through a few extras could have been absolutely fine. Only uh, you've used two boosts. That's not too bad. I think most people would be on par for about two boosts at the moment. Some have used certainly used more by this point. I know a lot of people have used three, even the odd person on four. So I don't think you're going too bad, mate. It's it's not too bad early on in the season when you as you're getting your side together uh, to use those trades. If you can save them in that time, happy days. As I said, only trade when you really need to. Don't do it for the sake of trading, but. I think there will be some opportunities in coming rounds to maybe save a trade or two here or there. So not the end of the world. Question from Wadey. Is Marnie a sell for Sonny Luke in order to upgrade Tanner to Harry Grant? Uh, if the if the site for that is to get Harry Grant, uh, depending on who your second hooker is, well, it's probably Tanner Boyd. So you'd be running a Tanner and Sonny Luke combo a little bit and then you begin Harry Grant. I wouldn't know. The Spy has done a terrific article that's just gone up on the SC Paper website around the pros and cons of selling Harry Grant this year. In fact, for this week, for a lot of people running a Marnie and Harry Grant combo, which is a lot, myself included, a lot are flipping Marnie to Sonny Luke this week. And I think that's a great trade. And I think Sonny Luke is a great buy. Low break even, just looks destructive. Penrith have a nice run coming up and, and he's so cheap. However, the issue with Grant is he's got a bye coming up in round nine and then he plays Origin. We've seen in recent years through the Origin, or particularly last year, I should say, more so Harry Grant has regressed through the Origin period because he's played lesser minutes. There's been the odd rest. You know, any short turnarounds, he could get additional rest to being unavailable in those Origin weeks. Reed Marnie should be available through them. So while, while I'm not... I completely understand uh, Spy's logic in potentially selling Marnie, sorry, Grant before Marnie, but I wouldn't be selling Marnie and then trying to get Harry Grant in uh, because of that. I said the, the round nine buy, especially if Sonny Luke comes out and plays 30 minutes that week, you know, it, it leaves it, it pretty light on there. Sam Crichton, thoughts on Tom Gilbert as a buy, mate? It, like, I think owners would be happy, but I, I don't like him as a buy. 
He's averaging 66 this season. He's scored a couple of tries. He had a try assist last week, so he's had a stack of a fair few attacking stats for a middle forward. He's averaging 65 minutes, which is wonderful, has a good work rate, but I just think at 573k, I really don't think he's a keeper because I, I, I don't think the attacking stats are going to be maintained with Tommy Gilbert. I just see the opportunity to go someone like I know Tappany and the Raiders have a buy next week, but you can get Joe Tappany, who won't be impacted by Origin. Tommy Gilbert, very well, maybe. Tappany, 80k more. He had last week off, so he'd be fresh. Again, we'd probably wait for Taps till after the Raiders buy next week, but 80k more, proven gun, won't be impacted by Origin, and he's a genuine front row forward keeper with upside. I, I like that more, you know, even if you're paying up for, for someone like when he's fit again. Torrey Harris hopefully back this week. Tino for Malawi. Payne Haas has been unbelievable. I know, again, there's origin impact on, on the latter two there. But, yeah, Tommy Gilbert, I'm just not keen on him, uh, to be completely honest with you. Best CT dub, downgrade option from Pete. Dunster, Croker, Eisenhuth. So not giving a lot of hard answers around these cheapies, obviously, but I'm giving my thoughts around them all and the issues I see in job security. So hopefully that can help you make your decisions. Spoken about Dunster and Eisenhuth. Jared Croker, the issue there is Xavier Savage is back through New South Wales Cup this week. So, and I think like as soon as either of them get a call up into first grade, Stewart, it might be a bit longer, but as I said, Xavier Savage probably comes back into that fullback role as soon as next week. If the Raiders don't perform this week against the Dragons and Croaks uh, has a, a bit of a busted, which he won't go like a busted because I don't think he's played a bad game in his career. He's very rock solid. But Seb Chris goes back to centre. They're not going to drop Matty Tomoko from centre. So I just, I'm not convinced on job security. Uh, you know, goal kicking centre, it's pretty exciting. But I just, I'd certainly be waiting one more week on that one. Question from Shane Thoughts on K, weeks leading into the origin period. Look, maybe if there's injuries, mate, and and I just think he's, I think just think he's pretty well destined for that uh, the 14 spot at Manly at the moment. They've got even this week with with Joshy Schuster on the extended bench. They've named Cooper Johns back there. Tommy Turbo is good to go this week by the sounds of it. So maybe coming, KO weeks probably becomes very relevant at some point this season, but I think it, it'll take an injury. Question here from Rob. Who is the best front row forward to RF jewel to cover Tappanese by next week and stay in the team long term? Tino, Torhu, TPJ, Maxi King, Tommy Gilbert. Uh, I like Torhu, to be honest. If he does play this week, which fingers crossed he does, we can get uh, another look at his, I suppose, his fitness, his movement, make sure his minutes are still there, which I don't see why they wouldn't be. I love Tino, but Origin Impact, oh, look. At the Titans, he's so important to that side and they're packed that Tino's still, like I expect him to back up from for Origin, but even from there, it could be limited minutes, missing weeks. Torhu won't be impacted by Origin as a Kiwi, so I uh, quite like Torhu, but if you can wait till next week, obviously ideal to see how he goes, but if you're not too, too concerned about the Origin period, then yeah, mate, Tino, gone. Question from Josh. Hey, mate, Alamotti to Howarth or AKP to Eisenhuth? Both leave at 20k in the bank and need to make the trade to fund Dewey to D-bags. Uh, I'd go the Eisenhuth one, mate. Obviously, Khan Pereira, break even for about five. So there's, there's still money to be made there. And if he does bag for you this weekend, then there's a chance for, for more cash rises. That being said, 
you know, he's worth a bit more than than Alamotti there at CT Dub. So if you can use that extra cash, that's beneficial. Tommy Eisenhuth, I raised my concerns around him before, but again, we're, we're taking a bit of a gamble on a lot of these cheapies across a lot of different positions this week. Jack Howarth, he's a gun, but he can't get a look in in this side. I, I don't like the idea of Nuffs this early on in the season, personally, despite the dual position. I prefer Tommy Eisenhuth there, who, you know, if there is an injury to the back row, it could be a big minute back row and make a ton of cash and be a great buy. So... Uh, I would go the AKP to Eisenhuth one. As I was saying, I think AKP ideally. Sammy, in our the WhatsApp late mail group, we've got a thread in here. Different threads in the subscriber-only WhatsApp group, and one of them is late mail. We've got a few of their C playbook faithful in there dropping the, the late mail that they see across social media. I drop any that I have in there as well. And Sammy's just dropped. Seabold confirmed by Wacko's Whispers. Seagulls coach... Anthony Seabold confirms Josh Schuster won't play this weekend. Far out, mate. That This talk of a quad cork, please. The guru might have been on the money on the Beers and Breakhams podcast during the week. Uh, might be a little more than a quad cork there because three weeks is a long time out for a cork, particularly in this day and age. So, I mean, it shouldn't impact things too, too much, but people who bought a few weeks ago, which is a lot of us, myself included, not getting much cash rise there from old Joshy. Hopefully he's back next week for the Tigers game. That's where we want him. Question from Kirk Burton. Thoughts on this, Timmy? He's gone... He's gone a trade boost. He's gone... Cheese, Jermaine Hopgood and Adam Dewey out. Dill Brown, Joe Tapney, Sonny Luke in. Mate, they look like pretty good trades to me. He says, he knows Taps has the bye next week, but he has Gilbert and Welch to cover that. Then Gilbert can cover the Storm bye. Thinks Taps punishes the Dragons this weekend. He's a set and forget front row forward all season. Could wait a week, but want to target Garrick next week. Worth the boost. Yeah, like it, mate. Love Garrick for that Tigers matchup next week. Really, really enticing. And, yeah, I, I think Taps is set and forget. Uh, obviously, between him him and Payne Haas, probably the num- the top two for me this season, front rowers. Tino will be knocking the door down there, and Torhu around about there as well. But I think the idea will probably be to get three of those in. And just no origin impact for Tapney is so huge. He's scratching the surface of what he's going to do this season. Miss Jane is a, I believe she's a head-to-head player, says, I know you were holding Garrick, but he was my second fullback. Would you trade out to Latrell for his two-week cash grab? Mm, no, nah. I'd be holding tight, Miss Jane. Garrick, I would be I would be looking at making moves to get Garrick to CT Dub ASAP, which will allow you to have the second gun fullback, and that might be Latrell. Maybe you can't do that this week, but that I, I'd be trying to do that because... Fullback is just such a key high-scoring position. You need two guns there. Now, I wouldn't try to get too fancy with it. And the fact that you can have a gun like Ruben Garrick at CT Dub, I think that's that's where we want him. Question from it's just a straight face, so not giving much away there. Have Uta Kamano and Tapney with Moali cover for front row forward. Let it ride for the next two weeks or bring in someone. Got 180k in the bank and probably doing Adam Dewey down to Dill Brown, Alamotti down to someone to free up cash. Any help is welcome. Cheers. That's what we're here for. Give a bit of help. Uh, if I've read that right and you have to play Davey Moali the next two weeks to cover to Kamana and Tapani, no, I would very quickly be trying to get a third front row forward in this week. I did that last week and got in Christian Welch as cover for those guys. Uh, and then Joe Tapney was ruled out after I made the trade. So I was very, very grateful that I had that depth there. And uh, I see the enticement going a high upside guy like Dylan Brown, but uh, I think you need to get covering there pretty quickly. You've got a bit of cash to play with. You know, uh, 
I'm quite happy with Welch, to be honest. I think he's looking all right, but also to buy in a couple of weeks. So, I don't know, maybe even some like Harm Sele if you don't have a lot of money to work with, but I'd be looking at getting in a reliable front row forward there. Question from Aaron, worth using a fourth boost to go Alamotti to CNK? No, I don't think so, mate. Save a couple in the bank, yeah. When people ask when to use boosts, I, I say when there are weeks where you go, God damn, I need that extra trade this week and I really need it because my team's stuffed without it. Alamotti to CNK isn't a week where you burn your fourth this early in the season for that. Question from Braden. A legend, sit V start dilemmas this week. Pick two out of Sonny Luke, Preston, Ford and Hopgood plus AKP versus Warbrick. Oh, I'll get to my sit V start shortly and AKP versus Warbrick's in there. Holy dooly, that's tough. Pick two out of Sonny Luke, Preston and Ford. Uh, I'm going Preston and Ford, mate. I... I'm going to have uh, likely all four of those players in my team. I'm holding Jermaine Hopgood. I I understand people getting rid of him, but I love his buyer coverage. I love his super coach output. I don't think his minutes are going to go much below 50, and I'm, I think there'll be weeks where he plays more. So I I just find a sell, but I'm holding strong. I'm playing that long game that I always do, and I like him through the origin period with Parramatta playing all three buys. So... Yeah, mate, I, I think I'd play Preston and Ford. Sonny Luke's a sneaky little one there against the Knights, but there's just a bit of uncertainty always around his minutes. Hopefully he plays 50-odd again against the Knights. Question from Pete. He's back. Sit V start. Pick two starters out of Wilton, Hopgood, Preston. Uh, Wilton and Preston. I said I like Hopgood, but the reality is he might only play his 50 minutes again. Wilton, Preston, 80-minute back rolls with attacking upside. Question from Jacob. Worth forking out for Haas and Munster. Firstly, that he's expensive, 820K. So, you know, we're already looking at getting, first things first, Cleary and Hines into our team. That should be priority numero uno. Break even 69. You know, I think this manly matchup will be tougher than it appears. The Battle of Bookie, they always get up for. They've had a tough couple of weeks, so I think they'll bounce back manly, provided Tommy Turbo is there. And then, look, they've got the buy in round nine as well. So you're bringing in 820K. For a buy in a couple of weeks, and then he'll be very busy through the origin period and miss games there. Might not back up in games. So I just think when you can get Dill Brown, who covers the entire origin period, who is bottoming out in price, he'll be like, what, 650-odd K next week, even this week, break even to about 98. I prefer that way. Look, I don't want to talk you out of the mad dog because we know how good he is. Like, both a gun, but... I just think you're not getting a lot of value there. So, look, I, I would be getting Payne Haas. Hard to knock Payne Haas, to be honest, there. He's, what's he? He's 760K, but he hasn't scored under 74 this season. Oh, he had a 65 in round two versus the Cows, but punching out massive numbers. Yeah, look, I, he's still, he's not a ridiculous price, so I no harm in going to Payne Haas, even with Origin coming up. Question... Todd Greasley, who's the better buyer out of Eisenhuth or Couchman? Need a 280k 2RF to afford taps as my third front row forward. Couchman's an interesting one who has not had a lot said about him. And he's one of these guys, as I'm saying, could be a great cheapie next week. But it's just a small sample size at the moment. Last week, he played 51 minutes, 55 points with 43 in base. The week before, he played 42 minutes with 28 points, 32 in base. Had a, yeah, so I just, you know, does he come out and play 
25 minutes this week and do nothing and like he could be an absolute goer but I'm just not convinced whether he's better than Tommy Eisenhuth tough questions this week tough podcast question from Sammy Sammy the SC playbook late mail man I need money for Nico and trading Kraz could be my only option is it worth it I'll be grabbing CNK by player and has been playing well also thanks mate hate it but love it, and I do it. Um, you know, trading Kiaz, it just seems unforgivable, but Nico Hines, like, I know how good Kiaz is, but he sort of, he has come back to the pack a little bit in recent weeks, 50-odd last week, which in such a well-beaten team, you obviously had a try assist there, but it's still a very solid score, and I think he's, you know, more than likely a top four CT dub keeper end of season this year, but Nico Hines, I don't care who he's playing. He can go 150-plus on any given week. He's got that low... Break-even 101, Kiraz, so he is likely to drop in price. He's had one ton this season. Uh, and I was thinking, Nico Hines, yeah, what, his break-even zero, so he's about to make a fair bit of cash. If he does go big this week and he makes 100K, goes over a million dollars, it just becomes so hard to get. Plus, you lose the points. So, yeah, look, I, I probably would pull the trigger on that one there, mate. Guys, uh, sorry if I didn't get to any of your questions, but hopefully gave some decent insight there. Let's get to my moves for the weekend. Far out. Uh, To be completely honest with you, I'm still working out probably my third trade, but I'll be boosting this week because I need to get Nico Hines. So there are so many... When you have that boost, it, it, it creates so many different combinations of trades you can do. I have been reeling over this the last three days. Some weeks' trades are so straightforward and it's wonderful, but... Some weeks like this, oh, it's it's just brutal. So one trade is likely to be Reed Marnie to Sonny Luke and the other one, <clears throat> Tanner Boyd to Nico Hines. I am happy with both of those, those trades. I still need to make about 170K to allow that to happen. I will still be going through my, my options and, and I'll – Post my final trades in the SC Playbook WhatsApp subscriber-only group once I work them out. And to be honest, it probably won't be until tomorrow. My team and trades won't be too affected by the Bunnies and Dolphins game tonight. But there's a chance Harry Grant goes instead of Reed Marnie. But I'm thinking I'll yeah I'll probably hold Grant up until at least the first buy. So probably, yeah, Reed Marnie to Sonny Luke. Nico Hines in for Tanner Boyd. My third trader throughout the last cash think I'm bringing in Phoenix Crossland. Adam Dewey to Phoenix Crossland. I believe the Knights don't have any other real hookers in their team with poor old Jaden Braley gone gutted for Braley. He means a lot to that team, Jaden Braley. So they're going to lose a lot, but Crossland supercoach-wise is 274K. I think they're going to persist with him and try and get big minutes out of him. I know that... In round three, when he played nine and number nine and played 73 minutes, had 49 points, 49 in base. Kurt Mann was out and Manny's on the bench now. But it sounds as though that they're going to try and get as many minutes out of Crossland at nine as they can. So 274K, break even 28. This is a perfect example of can, would love to see how he goes this week, what minutes, all that. You know, it's a terrible matchup against the Panthers as well. Uh, and you can wait a week, but... Oh, voice gone. Um... But I need to fill up cash to get Nico Hines in. So I'm, there's not a chance I'm sitting through another week without Nico Hines, even if it is against the Roosters. So, yeah, at this stage, I'm thinking Phoenix Crossland will be the cash grab there. 
he'll also provide, if he lasts this long in my team, around 13 coverage. I'm just hoping he'd come in, play decent minutes, get some base out the odd attacking stat and make me a bit of cash. So Phoenix, cross, can't believe I'm saying that, cross them into the side, my, my lookalike apparently. Um, so looking at that at this stage, that could change. There, there are so many different cheap routes to go down. So decisions to be made. Sit v start. <clears throat> Tough one for the Stales this week because obviously I had to trade out two guns in Marnie and Adam Dewey, Dewey being injured and, and freeing up some cash to get Nico Hines. And Ruben Garrick is injured for me. So my CT dubs are a little weaker. I'll have Holmes, Taruva and Toto there. Tossing up between, and a lot of teams will be in the same boat, to be fair, but Khan Pereira, Warwick, and Alamotti. We've got Khan Pereira against the Broncos coming off a loss on the Gold Coast. His low score is so low. I love that Kieran Foran's back. I think that helps him tremendously. Dave Fafita has been awesome on the left edge as well, so possibly Will Warbrick. What else would Edge really be going at? Warbrick plays on the the right edge, so he'll be going at the left edge, which is normally Garrick, but it'll possibly uh, be be Raymond Tuamalo Vega. So if he's going at him, I don't mind it. Possibly that one. I, I do think that there's a bit of rain around Sydney for starters the next couple of days, but I think Manly get up for this game. And then I look at Alamotti, who... Just less upside playing centre. Has the Eels match up, which... What's Alamotti's on the left edge. So he'll be going at the right edge of Parramatta, which is Will Penasini. Uh, Will Penasini and Dunster. So don't mind that. Penasini, good defender, but I think that's probably the edge you'd want to be going at. Bryce Cartwright's also on that edge. So probably leaning towards Alamotti. The 11 scares me from last week, but I mean, pretty leaky par. They do get the afternoon game. I'm leaning towards Paul Alamotti. Out of those guys, uh, my bench will be Reese Walsh, Nico Hines, Hopgood, Dave Fafita. Not too bad at all. Sitting this week, Sonny Luke, obviously commanding on the bye, Pele, Josh Schuster now out. Sitting, I'm probably going, I also have a decision, Crossland v Katoa. If Crossland was playing anyone bar uh, Penrith, I'd be tempted, but Katoa against the Dolphins tonight. So against the Dolphins, against the Bunnies tonight, I'm going to have to play him at 5'8", as my current um, trade stand. I'll be looking at going Katoa, hopefully to Dylan Brown next week. So having made those trades, a little bit of money in the bank, and I can do another downgrade next week, which will almost certainly be Khan Pereira down to hopefully a CTW cheapie that can emerge there. So... Uh, that's where we're sitting at the moment. Nathan Cleary, locked and loaded as my captain in round seven. I think he's the very safe and obvious play this week. Uh, Vice-captain, uh, Tommy Turbo. I think it's probably out of him and who else do we have as options here? I, I don't. I could go Val Holmes against the Warriors. I don't mind that either, but I think VCs, you need, you need the bloke that can go 150. Not saying Val can't. The cows just haven't been great this season. Warriors have been quite gritty, so... I think, yeah, probably Tommy Turbo VC for me. Right, guys, that is it. The Halfback podcast will be recorded after lunch. Uh, the boys have got a few things on this morning. So Jimmy Hughes coming off his second Hail Mary at $25 in about the last three or four weeks on fire. So that'll be going live at about <coughs> sorry, 2, 2.30. Uh, guys, good luck in NRL Supercoach Round 7 and have a ripper weekend. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 